The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to The Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org or in person at Citizen, our nonprofit coffee shop and program space, located at 3636A North Mississippi Ave. We're open most days, 9 to 1. And we'll be screening films on social change Monday evenings starting at 7 p.m. I'm Rachel Miller Howard. On today's show, we have an interview with Jackie Wiseman, who is a film director and producer, and the director of Oregon Doc Camp. This is Phil Bussey. It's a nonprofit happy hour on X Ray FM. We are joined in the studio today with Jackie Wiseman, who's the director of Oregon Doc Camp, among other things. Yes. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I want to take a running leap into Oregon Doc Camp. I, I, I think that uh, your uh, professional career explains somewhat of the need for the organization and, and the event yes. uh, that you started. So you're a filmmaker, documentary filmmaker. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm a documentary filmmaker and producer, and I do freelance work as well. And and uh, w- one of the films that, that you've made, Rock and Roll Mamas, it's... Um, it's a. It was. It, it must have been a tough film to make. It's three women uh, who are all moms, who are all rock and roll stars, alternative stars. So, I mean, not super mainstream, but still, they have their success for sure. Yeah, I mean, so this is this is their profession, uh-huh. and they're trying to balance that with being moms, which is already tricky. But with a job that's demanding you to be on the road and demanding a, a, a late night lifestyle. Right. Right. Also. Uh, usually doesn't make a ton of money and um demands if you're if you're if it's not your main gig that you have a side job as well one of the mothers that i followed she gigged at night and also worked full-time during the day it's an exciting engaging interest in film but it's also a I think it's it's easy to watch but probably was very tough to make because you were asking for a lot of very personal access Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, you really have to gain the trust of the subjects that you're working with. What You know, when I made it, I'm also a mom. So, you know, I certainly had a camaraderie and shared experience with my subjects, which really helped uh, to kind of get us on the same wavelength. And because of the nature of the film, you know, I really couldn't spend like a, a whole lot of time with each of the subjects. So I would try to revisit them a couple of times a year and, and also talk to them um, on the phone and via email and so to to just create a relationship with them so and and now this wasn't a one-off this is your career yeah I mean yeah I'm a I'm a documentary filmmaker but the thing about being a documentary filmmaker is that uh, you you kind of have to do a lot of different things to make ends meet because documentary film just by the nature of it it just doesn't 
it's not highly lucrative. In fact, a lot of times it's not lucrative at all. So I work as a freelance producer. I do work with nonprofits and make videos um, for them. And I run Oregon Doc Camp. And right now I'm very politically active, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, I, I, just, I just do a lot of things, as we all do, to just make it work. And also, I mean, for me, just to keep, my brain going. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Oregon Doc Camp because uh-huh. it, I, I think that your experiences making rock and roll mamas or making your films led you to see a need. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, the before I started running Oregon Doc Camp, I also had a documentary kind of viewing group very informal in my house and we would um, watch documentary films and discuss them and it was mainly because uh, I was a parent of a a young child at the time and uh, I really just wanted like intellectual conversation (laughs) and a a peer group of just people to talk about documentary with because I miss that and that group eventually kind of rolled into being a work in progress viewing documentary group with documentary filmmakers and it was a really nice camaraderie and we all kept talking about how much we missed having a community of filmmakers because as documentary filmmakers we generally work alone or in a very small crew and when we edit Uh, I'm an editor by trade. We edit by ourselves in a little dark room, you know. And and so it's nice to have a community of people to bounce ideas off of, but also commiserate with and just kind of have a shared experience. But that's a big, that's a, I mean, that's a, a big ambitious jump to go from recognizing the need, uh, to hosting a four day camp. Yeah, well, it really built up. I mean, so I had this group in my house. It eventually evolved going to somebody's farm, and I reached out to Doug White at the Hollywood Theater and uh, Ian McCluskey, who was the then executive director of uh, Northwest Documentary, and we all, and Wendy Cohn, whose farm it was, who was a, a founding board member of Women in Film Portland, along with myself, and we just kind of all got together and said, why don't we do this, like, show work in progress at Wendy's Farm and show a feature film and do it for a day and everyone will bring potluck and it'll be really fun and, you know, we'll spend some time outside and we'll be together. And um, so that and that that was pretty easy because we all, you know, know a lot of documentary filmmakers and we did that and it was fun. We ended up not being outside at all and just spending the whole day watching <laughs> works in progress and then the feature. And then we thought the next year, let's do it again, but let's uh, cater it. <laughs> and so we did that. And then and that was great. And then. Wendy moved uh, to the East Coast, and so there was no more farm. So I thought, you know, I really miss this. Uh, It was really great. I'm going to reach out to Doug and Ian again and see if we can kind of pool our resources and get a space and, like, make this a permanent thing. And so how many years has this been running now? Well, uh, we run at Silver Falls Conference Center, and so at Silver Falls Conference Center, we're gonna. This is gonna be our fifth 
year. And and describe the setting of Silver Falls. And and I mean, are we? Should I be thinking about campfires and s'mores when I think of camp? Yeah, we have campfires and s'mores. We we really do. The lodging though is much nicer than camp. It it's not luxurious by any stretch, but it's more of like a a two person room with a communal bathroom. There's heat. Uh, <laughs> you get towels and really delicious food uh, in the in the dining hall. There's a dining hall. And there's a meeting hall where we have most of our programming. Um, but Silver Falls, if you haven't been there, I mean, it's just a beautiful Oregon place. I mean, there's just waterfalls and beautiful hikes. And it's a chance for documentary filmmakers to be together in a more intimate environment, relaxed environment. Usually the, the signal there, the cell phone signal is sketchy. So that really is nice because then people aren't as connected. So they're, they're, they are separating themselves from their work, and they're just being together and commiserating, but also enjoying and cheering each other on and looking at work critically and pitching their work. But it's, it's certainly it's, – it's not a film festival. It's much more relaxed atmosphere. Right, and, and, and with that remote Oregon setting, should, should I have a sort of a picture in my head of sort of a Doc Hollywood experience where L.A. filmmakers are coming up here and feeling disconnected, and that's part of – the the charm is that you are disconnected for a few days and, and very much refocused. Yes, yes, that's definitely it. L.A. filmmakers, we, we get a fair amount of them coming to Doc Camp. We also get a lot of Oregon filmmakers and filmmakers from all parts of the country, actually. And it is a time and a place to... For the L.A. filmmakers, I know for sure, they love to be out in nature because they're not. And... Um, they tar- normally are driving and working and on their phones, and this is a chance t- for them to not to and to focus on their documentary work. Which, so normally as documentary filmmakers, they have some sort of day job, like I said, and their day job can be in reality television, it can be in commercial television, it can be in branded content, and so this is a chance for people to really focus on what they love to do, which is documentary film. So they, they're they not focusing on their work for that they have to do. It's the work they want to do. And I, I want to keep putting sort of the parameters or the, specifying the, the camp. So how many people are attending? We get up to 60 people at this event. That's a lot. It, it's a lot, but it, it's a very intimate feel because it's it's really we're all in the same setting. So we're in this camp setting and we're all together at meals and we're all together at campfire last year we had karaoke which was really fun what song did you sing you know i i actually since i'm the director i am lame and i went to bed early (laughs) our uh communications director leads it she's actually doing a documentary on karaoke so it's her love of loves and it was really really fun our presenters uh, came and did it, and I was really bummed that I went to bed early because <laughs> I actually really love karaoke too. And I, I, w- I want to be also very clear that this is not people coming and learning how to use cameras. These are people that are are developed and well in their in their careers. These are these are professionals, and they are bringing an actual project to workshop usually, or is is that a requirement? Our doc camp is a camp for seasoned documentary filmmakers. Usually um, the we get people from all different levels, but 
generally the main bulk of our people are mid-level documentary filmmakers. And we ask the filmmakers to apply and um, have a film that they have brought to festival or to distribution under their belt. So they have to have finished a film and brought it to festival or distribution. Uh, it could be a short. It could be a feature. But we, we ask that they have had that experience. And it's for people at that level so everybody can learn from each other. Um, also, there's very seasoned people that come as well. I mean, last year we had somebody come from L.A. because she wanted to be an executive producer on a documentary project. So she wanted to pick projects to e uh, EP on. And that was really exciting for us to have somebody of that caliber come. And um, we also get really um, high caliber presenters to come. We do workshops we have work in progress, film screenings that people can sign up for. We also do what we call speed dating, which is getting a 10-minute slot with all of our presenters. So in an individual 10-minute slot so you can pitch your project or you can really just ask them questions and pick their brain. But the presenters that we get are fairly high level. I mean, are high level in the documentary world. Our second year, we had Steve James, who's the director of Hoop Dreams, among many other things. And last year, uh, we had Kate Amend, who's the editor of uh, The Keepers, which was a Netflix series, among also many other things. And the, the, they were keynotes. And so these are seasoned people. We also had Doug Blush, who was the editor of 20 Feet from Stardom, among also many other projects. It's really a valuable, valuable experience to be able to pick these people's brains. And they also are a camp with you in that they're hanging out with you at meals. They're Playing tetherball with you. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Playing tetherball, going for hikes, having s'mores, you know, at night. And so it, they're really accessible. And, and I, I, what, what also really struck me, I mean, the, the, the caliber of the people who are attending, the uh, caliber of the speakers, presenters, uh, people who are there, it's all for about four or five hundred dollars, which is I I could air I couldn't even Airbnb in Portland for four nights for that price. That's that's somewhat remarkable. We we keep the price down for Doc Camp because we know that documentary filmmakers are on a limited budget um, and we want Doc Camp to be accessible for all documentary filmmakers because we feel like it's a valuable experience and it's a valuable community to have. So our prices range from $400 to $600 for a single room is six, the higher end. And 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 I think what's what's uh, that edges the conversation a little bit into the idea of you're a nonprofit. I mean, this is the nonprofit happy hour. We, we, we mm -hmm. do talk about the business of nonprofits. Why? I mean, you could have easily just set this up as a, a, a business. What, what value does having Oregon Doc Camp as a nonprofit have? Frankly, I mean, I mean in order to keep the price low, we don't really make a profit. We break even. We had to, I mean, make it a nonprofit. It's for the community. It's for the greater good. I mean, it just kind of made sense. It just... And in that realm, we actually aren't our own nonprofit. We're a fiscally sponsored program of, I'm proud to say, uh, Northwest Documentary, which is a nonprofit in Portland that is focused on solely on documentary education and, and, and documentary programs. So it was really this summer we became a program of Northwest Documentary, and 
it's a really great partnership. Where it's a really natural fit. Jackie Wiseman is the director for Oregon Doc Camp. This is the nonprofit Happy Hour. Jackie, how about a, uh, a, a song break? You brought in some music. Woody Guthrie. Yes, I have Roll on Columbia by Woody Guthrie. And this is a classic Northwest song with a documentary impulse behind it. Woody Guthrie was brought to Portland to record songs that were going to be a part of a documentary about the dams on the Columbia River. And so this song is about documentary and it's about Oregon and the Columbia. Let's take a listen. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more generally about documentary films. And thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Douglas fir where the waters cut through Down her wild mountains and canyons she flew Canadian Northwest to the ocean so blue It's roll on Columbia, roll on Roll on Columbia, roll on Roll on Columbia, roll on Your power is turning our darkness to dawn Roll on Columbia, roll on other great rivers add power to you. Yaki Moss Snake and the Clicky Tattoo. Sandy Willamette and Hood River too. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. It's there on your banks that we fought many a fight. Sheridan's boys and the blockhouse that night. They saw us in death, but never in flight. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Our loved ones we lost there at cold little store By fireball and rifle a dozen or more We won by the Mary and soldier she bore Roll on, Columbia, roll on Remember the trial when the battle was won The wild Indian warriors to the tall timber run We hung every Indian with smoke in his gun Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Year after year we had tedious trials, fighting the rapids and cascades and downs. The engines rest peaceful on Mamalusa. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. At Bonneville now there is ships in the box. Waters have arisen and drowned the rocks. Shiploads of plenty will steam in the docks. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. On up the river at Grand Coulee Dam. Mightiest thing ever built by a man to run the great factories for old Uncle Sam. It's roll on, Columbia, roll on. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Your power is turning darkness to dawn. That was Woody Guthrie. This is the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm Phil Bussey. I am in the studio with Jackie Wiseman, who is a local film, documentary filmmaker and producer, as well as the director of Oregon Doc Camp, which is a, is a really amazing four-day camp south of Portland. Uh, filmmakers, of a few dozen filmmakers come every year and workshop their, their films. And I want to talk about documentary films in general. I, are, are film festivals? You've you've gone to your share of film festivals. Yep. Are they? <laughs> that, that sounded like a very resigned yep. <laughs> that, that was not an enthused. You can't wait to get back there. Yep. 
Yes, I'm not a very big fan of festivals. Just, I mean, I, I am for certain types of films. I feel like my feeling is that uh, short films are easier to make and that for uh, documentary films because they're uh, cheaper to make and they are easier to program at documentary film festivals. And fil documentary film festivals are and, and film festivals in general are just very competitive. They're a very competitive environment. And you do a lot of work to get people in the seats and to see your film at these film festivals. And while I think they're great um, as an attendee, uh, the filmmaker just has to do a lot of work to get their film promoted at the festivals. And frankly, for myself, I just don't I don't see the payoff involved. It's interesting because in, in some ways an Oregon doc camp is kind of a counterbalance to that. Like as it's, it's from what what it sounds like is for the documentary filmmaker, film festivals are exhausting, whereas Oregon Doc Camp is I, restorative. Uh, and, and instead of being competitive, you're collaborative. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I to be frank, it really depends on the festival. Not, I mean, some festivals are very collegial and very uh, pro-filmmaker, and some festivals are not. And what, that's fine, and it's really it, – it just depends on the festival – and but yes, Oregon Doc Camp is 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 more of a respite place. It's more of a place to it is a place to be completely collegial and relaxed. It, and it's not a place to pitch your project. It's it's not a place to I mean, it's certainly a place for networking, but in a much more relaxed atmosphere. I think I felt and uh, that I was missing that I, I was missing that. Just why can't we all just kind of hang out in nature, which I really like, and so do a lot of Oregonians, because um, we chose to live here, and um, and and just hang out with other documentary filmmakers and just re um, be relaxed and help each other. I mean, it's really to help each other out and kind of cheer each other on and get ourselves unstuck, because a lot of times documentary film takes a very long time to make. You follow subjects for a long, long time, and you... Your energy wanes. It just does. And so in order to get unstuck, you need sort of the cheering on of other documentary filmmakers. You need their constructive criticism. You, you need to kind of be helped out of that stuck period. And Oregon Doc Camp really does that. And then what we also have is we have a, a private Facebook group where we can all kind of um, contact each other after Oregon Doc Camp, and we also um, provide a program with everybody's emails so everybody can correspond with each other. So it's a real built-in community, and there's a camaraderie there. And as a lifelong camper uh, a cam and a camp counselor, I just love that camaraderie of camp, and that's I feel like Oregon Doc Camp has really does that provides that for adults which is really cool has it become easier to make documentary films i mean i think there's there's certainly the technology has has maybe become more accessible but like you said it's it's storytelling and the process of getting access and putting to, and and putting together a good story hasn't changed is is it is it somewhat a misnomer when people are saying oh it's just so much easier to make films now well it's certainly easier to make films for sure i, I it's not easier to monetize them it's easy to learn how to use the equipment. It's it, everything is fairly straightforward. Uh, digital editing software is pretty straightforward. That's all easy, and you can put something up on YouTube 
or um, Vimeo, like, you know, super fast. It's just, can you make a living from it? Not necessarily. That's the tricky part, I think. I mean, as somebody who mentors folks who do documentary, you you just have to figure out how you're going to make your living and and figure out how to monetize your documentary films. And frankly, that's what we this is a topic we're going to be talking about this year at Doc Camp, uh sustainability as documentary filmmakers. So which I, I think is really interesting because I think from the outside looking in at uh, the documentary film industry, it, it, it could be easy to assume because of platforms like Netflix and and other platforms that it must be easier to get an audience now and that means it must be easier to be uh, sustain yourself as a filmmaker. Well, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily easy. I mean, you have to know how to get your film on Netflix and and do that sort of thing. You have to have that knowledge base and you have to hustle to do that. Yeah, I mean you if you're you have to I guess decide what your goal is for your film. So if you want your film to be seen, great. You can take it to festivals, you could take it to Netflix, you could, you know, and your film will be seen. If you want to make money off your film, you you can take it to Netflix and you know, it depends on the deal you make or whatever, you know, but the mistake to make, I think, or the or the or don't be don't delude yourself in thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, documentary filmmaking is so glamorous, and I'm going to make a lot of money doing it because that's not the case. It, documentary filmmaking is hard work. You you follow subjects for a long time. You usually operate with a small crew, and you know, and sort of it depends on your budget, but. Usually you're hustling around and, you know, it's hard work. You're always advocate. You have to be an advocate for yourself and your film. And thinking about that and then also perhaps because Woody Guthrie is on the mind because mm-hmm. we just we just played that song. I In, in some ways, and agree or disagree, but I see documentary filmmakers in the last 10 years serving some of the same function that folk singers served mid-century in terms of being able to deliver uh, these messages, these stories about social issues to a wide audience. And again, you're saying it doesn't necessarily translate monetarily, but it certainly seems to translate in terms of connecting an impact. Is that, a, is that fair to think of um, filmmakers as, as the, the mid-century f- uh, folk singers were? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I love that comparison. I really do. Because, yes, documentary filmmakers are about shining a light on stories that aren't heard. And as were folk singers of the 50s and 60s, and they're about social, a lot of documentary filmmakers are about social justice. And I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like putting a mirror up to uh, people is what documentary filmmaking is about. Because people tend to see, go through their lives not really seeing, seeing what's going on. They see a certain angle of what's happening in their life. But a documentary filmmaker's job is to show the accurate, the full story of what's happening. And, and, and Jackie, this is going to be mm-hmm. kind of an unfair question, but I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you just to throw out some recommendations uh, in, in that context of documentary films that you would recommend that have, that have been made recently about that, that could give a wider perspective on a social issue or that can, can illuminate something that maybe uh, that have just bringing issues, ideas to, to light. 
Well, something that I just thought of and I mentioned previously is Kate Amen, the uh, Keepers series that was on Netflix that she edited is really powerful series about it's a documentary series about a woman in Baltimore who's a nun exposing pedophiles in Catholic school. Um, certainly not an uplifting story, but a really powerful story nonetheless. Jackie Wiseman is the director of Oregon Doc Camp. This is the nonprofit Happy Hour. Jackie, thank you so much for coming in. And, and just if you can give a final shout out, how can people support Oregon Doc Camp or more broadly, how do you recommend that, that people engage in documentary films, locally produced documentary films more? Northwest Documentary has a wonderful array of classes to take to learn how to do documentary work. I would suggest going to their website, northwestdocumentary.org. Also, we're going to be starting registration for Oregon Doc Camp on the same website. So I encourage everyone to apply. We do ask, again, that you have a film under your belt that you've brought to distribution or festival and a resume and a bio and stuff. I would love to see as many applicants as possible. It's great to get a variety of folks from all over uh, coming to Oregon Doc Camp. We love new faces and we love our community. So I would say take classes at Northwest Documentary. It's a great place for documentary. I mean, it's it's the premier documentary place in Portland. Jackie Wiseman, director for Oregon.camp. Thank you so much. Thank you. Special thanks to our sponsors. BusinessWorks, specializing in small business accounting needs of all sort, from payroll to day-to-day bookkeeping and beyond. Winderly of Vineyard and Winery, crafting elegant, sensuous, and age-worthy wines for those who view the pairing of wine and food essential to their lifestyle and well-being. Stormbreaker Brewing, a welcoming and comfortable destination for enjoying delicious beers, tasty food, and friendly company. And Porque No Taqueria, celebrating the flavor and essence of Mexico. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer and editor is Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.